Hey, thank you to Helix for sponsoring this podcast. Adam has had his Helix mattress for almost a year now, and he's loving it. It's it's actually hard to get him up. In fact, he won't stop talking about it. You'll understand what we mean when he goes into detail. Thank you for the detail, Adam, later on the episode. But for now, we want to tell our listeners about a special deal going on. Our Sleepy Time Pal Helix is offering up to 30% off all mattress orders and... As if that's not enough, two free pillows for our listeners. Go to helixsleep.com slash Paula. That's helixsleep.com slash Paula. This is their best offer yet, and I'll bet it won't last long. With Helix, better sleep starts now. Coming to you live from the Ray Horseman studio in North Hollywood, California, it's Nobody Listens to Paula Poundstone, your comedy field guide to life. Tonight, party etiquette. Can't remember your guests' names? Well, that's a problem. What if they won't leave? That's not good either. And what if people start talking politics and it turns out one of them actually likes Voldemort? Elaine Swan, founder of the Swan School of Protocol, is back on the show tonight to guide us through the minefield of holding a party. Plus, Frontier Communications. Frontier Communications! I am shaking my fist at you. The fight is on. Find out why the gift of a boredom buster swag bag, coupled with the word honorary, has brought forth the wrath of Poundstone. (laughs) I'm Adam Felber, the normally mild-mannered fellow whose life goal is to ensure that this show's conversational forks stay on the left side of the dinner plate. And now, please welcome the woman whose topical place settings are always falling off the table, Paula Poundstone. Thank you very much. <laughs> Thank you. Fantastic house band Welcome, tonight. Welcome, Paula. And uh, of course, yes, thanks to tonight's house band, tuba player, William Nakamura. Wow. Wow, that was great. Uh, that was a train wreck of an intro <laughs> for me, but I think we should keep every second of it. That was delightful, William. That's uh, quite a, uh, a loud instrument you have there. Yeah. Now, that's an F or F sharp tuba? It's an F tuba. It's an F tuba. Oh, yeah, I knew that. Fantastic. It felt that way, didn't it? Oh, yeah. F tuba. Speaking of F, F stands for frontier. Yeah. And and failure. And failure. And fuck you, frontier communications. (laughs) Uh, Let's re-rack a little bit. Um, A a new listener might be a little uh, confused about our rage here. Um, Frontier Communications announced an essay contest to find someone who would put aside their smartphone and only use a flip phone for an entire week. The winner would get a swag bag full of stuff from the 90s, blah, 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 and $1,000. Now, Paula, you wrote a great essay. You read it on this show. It was great. And Frontier Communications has done you wrong. It's not right what's happened. Yeah. I've, um, uh, should, we, should we go through... The communications that we've had with Frontier first. I think so, because we no longer use tape and podcasts don't have time limits on them. There you go. So I say we review this whole sorted. So we've had a back and forth with Frontier since I first submitted my fantastic essay. Shall I say winning essay? The winning essay. The best essay by far. Um, Paula entered the contest first week of July. Uh, And Tony Anita Hall sent this email. We've got Tony Anita Hall to read her own email to Frontier Communications. Is there a press release about the winner of the flip phone contest? As Paula applied and we did a segment on our show about it, we are interested in doing a follow-up segment. Thanks, Tony. All right. So, Tony, very polite, basically just saying, how come Paula hasn't won yet? 
Right, exactly. And, Which uh, is perfectly reasonable under the circumstances with uh, let, the terrific essay that I wrote. Numbers. Okay, so, uh, so Tony, you had the winning entry, obviously. Tony sent this nice email, and then she got this back from Javier Mendoza, Frontier Communications VP of Corporate Communications and External Facing Affairs. So he's up there. He's he, high up. He's high up on the yeah, chain, and yeah. he says, Hi, Tony. Thank you for contacting me. We had such overwhelming response that we are probably going to identify several people to help us with the research. Research. We will know next week the names of the winners. I will be in touch, Javier. There you go. Several. I can't miss. Yeah, Several. Ex- except you did miss because uh, there was radio silence. So Tony followed up again. Tony, you want to improvise a follow up? We don't have it printed out here. We don't? No, oh. I think it was something like, hey, what's going on with this? Who are the winners? Is it Paula? So on July 20th, Javier wrote, hi, Tony. Let me check with our team. Maybe Paula can be an honorary challenger. Or Wait a we can minute. Discuss that doesn't sound right. It doesn't sound right. Honorary challenger? Right. Or we can discuss what you have in mind. And what we said on the show and what you had Tony communicate is what we had in mind. Give me my fucking thousand dollars. Fucking thousand dollars. That's what I had in mind. I did spend it. And the frustrating thing is um, what I spent it on was getting uh, Dame Maggie Smith to uh, agree to come do uh, outside the actor's studio where uh, a real actor or actress comes on our podcast and and helps me uh, audition. Yeah, we. We've and had Fred uh, Willard and Lily Tomlin and yeah. uh, and Bill Irwin, Bill Irwin. A- a- and so naturally uh, Dame Maggie Smith was well not anxious, but uh, what she said to me was uh, she would do it uh, for a thousand dollars and okay not a thousand dollars to her but to her uh, favorite charity the Maggie and, Smith Foundation and so I said uh, absolutely because I knew I had this thousand right and uh, and then they didn't come across so last week. Uh-huh. Um, she just sat in her car okay. uh, for according the entire yeah. show. Right. Yeah. Well, yeah. What do you mean, according to me? Did you see her in here? I did not see her in okay, here. Okay, then she sat in her car the okay. whole time. Let's What's get back to the land of reality for a second. Um, so what, what you had in mind was $1,000. Tony informed Javier of this, and she wrote this back. Tony, want to read your own email? Happy Monday. What we had in mind was Paula to tackle the challenge with a survival kit and $1,000. Let me know if you have other ideas or if you have updates. Wow. So that was exactly the right response, I I thought. uh, Producer Tony Anita Hull could not have been clearer with Javier. What we had in mind. It's weird that he's he's part of communications because he's not communicating very well Well, at all. Well, he did communicate something very well. He's certainly not receiving a communication. No, but what he communicated back was kind of a giant middle finger because he uh, <laughs> he passed the thing up the chain. And when I say up the chain, I mean down the chain. He didn't boot it upstairs. He punted downstairs to online marketing manager Karen Quatch. Yeah. I think it's pronounced Quatch. It might be Quatch. Online marketing Either manager. Way. Which sounds like a title they just put together for her. Yeah. Uh, trying to keep her with the company. Right. Well, so, so Tony got a reply from she Karen. she went to leave because the pay wasn't good, they said, we're going to make you online marketing manager. Karen Quatch. So Karen Quatch or Quatch? Karen Quatch Quatch. Yeah. Um, uh, said, said, let us know that you'd been declared... And she's been through hell with that name her whole life. Right. So she's mad. Karen and she Quatch. took it out on you. Yeah. Because yeah, she said you'd been I declared think. an honorary winner and you'd receive a boredom buster swag bag that'll contain a map, 
a pocket phone book, a notepad and pen, a couple of 90 CDs, and of course the flip phone. The idea being that this is an amusing way to go back to the 90s and experience a flip phone for a week and you get to not use your smartphone. I got to tell you something, Miss Quatch. Mm-hmm. I already have CDs from the 90s. Pretty much all of her CDs and are from the 90s, Miss Quatch. You know what's really... And they're all best ofs from music from the 70s and 80s. Made in the 90s. So she's not going to need you, you, you know what? You, 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 uh, and then she went on to say, we need to build your bag. We need to build my bag. Put that shit in a box. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what she means by build the bag. We need to build your bag. So she's come back to the team. Yeah. Um, so, so I believe I, it will get sent within the next two weeks. Two weeks to put that stuff in a bag? Yeah. I will keep you posted. Oh we my are working God. with the Frontier Communications PR team, which is her, to issue our uh, press release from the FrontierBundles.com side of things, which we- will include a small blurb about each winner. Thanks. Karen, uh, unless I miss my mark, I should be preparing the small blurb about myself right now. Is that correct? Yes, or else you won't make it into the booklet. It takes them two weeks to put this stuff in a bag. I, you know, and I, you don't want what's in the bag. Not, you want the one thing really. that's not going to be in the bag, which the is your dollars. Dollars. Um, you know, my assistant Wendell, when he finds out that it takes them two weeks to put stuff in a bag, he's yeah. probably going to go work for f- Frontier Communications. <laughs> yeah, they have very slow deadlines over yeah. at Frontier. I say stuff to him all the time, like, did you mail that out today? And he'll yeah. go, no. And I go, well, could you please do that? And he'll say, I would like to, I would like to invoke the quatch rule. <laughs> could I do it in a more quatch uh, time frame? You know, the, the quatch rule does really feel like a Senate procedural thing, right? Oh, yeah. yeah uh, I hereby invoke the quatch rule. There'll be no cloture <laughs> on the vote today. <laughs> The Quatch rule is what we're using to impeach Trump. Yeah. <laughs> I love that we've been bumped down now to, to some, some yeah. made-up title, low in the frontier chain. Yeah. With our mighty media reach, though, we could we could really take frontier yeah. communications down. I don't think they understand our mighty media reach. I don't think they understand exactly who we are. We're you the know- number 138th podcast in Moldova. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God, we've gone up. Yeah, three spots, I think. <laughs> But, with a bullet, with yeah, a bullet. We're coming up with a bullet in Moldova, so Man. watch out, yeah. Frontier Communications. Yeah. Um, now, uh, Paula, speaking of hotel soap, you recently performed in Clayton, New York. I did, and I, I w- I'm so excited to tell you the story. So I was on stage in Clayton, New York, just a, a little bit ago. She took the stage in Clayton it's and a, went to the front it's and a addressed small, the audience uh, No, your, your musical career is dead. <laughs> it's a small uh, town, small theater. It was 450 people Maybe something like that. For fifty souls. Are you going to let me tell night. this story? <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I'm on stage at the, at the uh, Clayton uh, Opera House. <laughs> now you, now okay. you're and I'm telling and I'm telling a story about Robert Mueller. Okay. And so I say, Robert Mueller, and 450 people scream. I mean, fucking scream. And I'm like. I think, well, maybe Cheering? I didn't. No, just like, ah, ah, ah. and I thought, well, maybe <laughs> I didn't read the news and he died or something bad happened to him. Or maybe he's from here and they're sensitive Or maybe about they were it. being attacked by bees. And no, they were like, ah, ah, ah. and I, and I couldn't well, understand attack, yeah. what they were yelling. And so I leaned forward trying to get the front row uh, to tell me what was wrong. 
there was a bat behind me. Oh, a bat? <laughs> yeah, there was a bat with like an eight-inch wingspan, like swooping. Now, fortunately, I have some training um, dealing with bats because Anthony Alfaro, one of he our a bat. engineers, has been bringing animals into the studio, and he brought a bat before. With an unusual penis, if I remember correctly. Uh, yeah, I believe it did have an unusual penis. Yeah. Um, Does anybody remember? Anybody here remember what that bat was? We, it we, was a three-toed t- uh, bat, I believe. No, that was a sloth. It was a two-toed sloth. No, it was a bat with a particular amount of toes, as I recall. Okay. Uh, I, I don't know. Maybe Anthony will remember. But I, I, we don't know where he's been getting the animals. But the important point is... You had bad experience. Fortunately, I had bad experience. And so I didn't freak out as bad as everybody else in the theater. But mm-hmm. he swooped around me on the stage for a while. And then he swooped around the audience for a while. And then he swooped backstage for a little while. And then he Got swooped some water. around me some more. And then he went up uh, into the balcony uh, where he came to rest on a window. The bat swooped uh, around in the balcony was found. (laughs) And a guy named Jeff. (laughs) And Jeff came around. With a towel. With a towel. Uh, And caught him. (laughs) He caught off that bat. And he put him outside. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) And hung the towel on a dowel. Mm, Not that I recall. But you know. Right. That reminds me, Adam. There's somebody I want you to meet. What's uh, that? Mrs. Culpepper. <laughs> <What the hell? laughs> yeah. Did I just witness the world's first sockless sock puppet? Adam. Because that's your hand. Adam, it is I, Mrs. Culpepper. Hello, Mrs. Culpepper. <laughs> Adam Felber, do you like my dress? I, I do, Mrs. Culpepper. What just happened here? <laughs> it is I, Mrs. Culpepper. Good to meet you, Mrs. Culpepper. I'm the wife of Captain Culpepper from the military. <laughs> oh, cool. that's that's great. Well, you're a military wife. That's nice to meet you, Mrs. Culpepper. Yeah, uh, Adam, speaking of hotel soap, yeah. our word for this week. Oh, we have a word. We do. Every week, Paula has a word. She's trying to improve all our vocabularies. It was suggested this week by listener, nobody, uh, Jody Shelton, and it is triotoxism. Triotoxism. Which means poisoning by cheese or other milk products. That's how the captain died. Oh, really, Mrs. Culpepper? <laughs> it was a tragic incident. I'm sure it is. Adam Velma. I don't understand why you don't just get a sock for her. <laughs> I'm not wearing a sock, Adam. I'm wearing hose. Hose. Hose and a beautiful dress. That is a beautiful dress, Mrs. Culpepper. It's a a red scarlet sateen. I don't know where this came from, but I do love Mrs. Culpepper. Thank Uh, you, Adam (laughs) Thelma. Mrs. Culpepper. Um, No, I mean Paula. Uh, uh, Tritoxism. Tritoxism. That's what killed the captain. I'm very sorry for the captain. Cheese poisoning, huh? It was a Gouda that got him. The Gouda got him. Well, uh, I have to say, often I know these vocabulary words. I did not know triotoxism. Nor did I. I wonder if Jody Shelton had an unfortunate uh, reason to know. I wonder if somebody in the Shelton fa- if someone in the Shelton family has passed due to triotoxism. Well, Mrs. Culpepper, it's quite possible that there is a Shelton branch of the of the Culpepper family, right? Uh, the Sheltons and the Culpeppers did not get along. Oh, okay. <laughs> I mean, maybe it was a Shelton that slipped the Captain Culpepper. That's a big possibility some right bad there. Cheese, yeah. Okay. Well. That may well have happened because the Sheltons cannot be trusted. 
<laughs> oh, I, I, I do hope we get a picture of Mrs. Culpepper for the for the wearing wedding. her beautiful ruby sateen dress. Yes, her ruby sateen dress and her hose. Ah, beautiful <laughs> naked southern sock puppet. What? <laughs> well. I mean, there's no sock. Sorry, Anthony. <laughs> <laughs> there was a sharp tone you know, I made. <laughs> it was a sharp tone, but I'm sure Anthony will be able to, to gate it or something. Um, F. Scott Fitzgerald said, never miss a party. It's good for the nerves, like celery. Etiquette expert Elaine Swan tells us how to throw a party that doesn't unnerve the host, and it doesn't involve eating celery. Plus, can this marriage be saved? The dysfunctional road trip we call Ken Lezebnik's America may find itself up a creek or down a well. That's coming up when we return on Nobody Listens to Paula Poundstone. Hey, Paula, it's been almost a year now since I got my Helix mattress. And as you remember, there was some drama surrounding Helix mattresses. Because oh, when oh my Helix gosh. first sponsored us, Bonnie took the mattress and yeah. she's been loving it. But finally, I got my chance to get a Helix mattress and I sleep so well. I mean, the family bed is where we all gather. We watch movies in, in our room occasionally and everybody just piles on it and it it's comfy. And yet when one person hops on, the other half of the mattress doesn't fly up. I'm a fan. Well, you know, Adam, everybody is unique and everyone sleeps differently. That's why Helix has several different mattress models to choose from, each designed for specific sleep positions and feel preferences. Models with memory foam layers to provide optimal pressure relief if you sleep on your side. Models with a more responsive foam to cradle your body for essential support in stomach and back sleeping positions plus enhanced cooling features to keep you from overheating at night. And if your spine needs some extra TLC, they got you. Every Helix mattress has a hybrid design combining individually wrapped steel coils in the base with premium foam layers on top. It is the perfect combination of comfort and support. I agree with that last bit. I don't get all the technical stuff about the mattress, but it is soft and supportive. Helix offers 20 unique mattresses, the award-winning Lux, which I got, and ultra-premium Elite Collections, the Helix Plus, a mattress designed for big and tall sleepers, and the Helix Kids mattress designed for growing bodies and endorsed by child sleep experts, and my daughter now wants one. So, how will you know which Helix mattress works best for you and your body? You go to their website, take the Helix Sleep Quiz, and you find your perfect mattress batch in under two minutes. You know, when you said you can't follow all the technical stuff, it's really not that technical. You know, uh, no matter what way you sleep, they have a mattress that will support and comfort you. How hard is that? Uh, you know, when you say it that way, it seems a lot simpler. I take it back. That's my boner. And your personalized mattress is shipped straight to your door, free of charge. And Helix knows there's no better way to test out a new mattress than by sleeping on it in your own home. That's why they offer a 100-night trial and a 10- to 15-year warranty to try out your new Helix mattress. Well, I like that there's a warranty, but they can pry that mattress from my cold, dead hands. I took the sleep quiz. I was matched with the Helix Midnight Lux. I got the Lux, and I love it. It is such an upgrade from my old mattress. You know, I think Bonnie got the Midnight Lux. She did. Too. Yeah. You're not here. <laughs> <laughs> Don't want to take Adam's word for it? Well, you got Bonnie's word. Helix has been awarded the number one mattress picked by GQ and Wired Magazine. It's even recommended by multiple leading chiropractors and doctors of sleep medicine as a go-to solution for improving your sleep. 
Your Sleepy Time Pal Helix is offering up to 30% off all mattress orders and two free pillows for our listeners. That's a lot, and it's already not that expensive a mattress. Go to helixsleep.com slash Paula. That's helixsleep.com slash Paula. This is their best offer yet. It's fantastic. It won't last long. With Helix, better sleep starts now. Well, not right now. And if you're going to get it anyway, use our code. Hey, Paula. You know, every once in a while, we get a new advertiser that I get super excited about. And I have to say, just because of the circumstances of my life right now, I'm really excited about our new advertiser, Quince of Quince.com, the clothing provider. Not to be mistaken for Quince from Midsummer Night's Dream. And let me just say this, and maybe it's not important to an advertisement, but when I was in the fourth grade, our class put on a production of a midsummer night's dream okay and i played i played peter quince there there's the connection one of the mechanicals that's a great connection also yes has nothing to do with this which is that um quince is an online clothing store and as you know paula i've uh, i've lost a little weight lately oh right 75 pounds yeah so i literally have no clothes that are in my size until i just ordered some stuff at quince and i figured like here's a chance for me to create a new look for myself a whole new image. And how's it going? Not bad. I mean, the clothes are fantastic. I know that you ordered some too. What I got is I got yes. the Comfort Stretch Traveler five pocket pants. And I got oh. the, um, oh, it's so, and I got the 100% European linen shirt and it looks breezy and it fits beautifully. And these are like premium pieces of clothing that are selling for like, you know, $30 a piece or starting at $30 at quince.com. It's awesome. I look good. I ordered the brushed lounge jogger Ooh. and you know i put them on when i came back from new york i pulled them on and i i swear to you okay this is not scientific because i was tired already right but they were so soft <laughs> and, and so comfortable that honestly like right as i got them up to my waist i i i think my eyes closed they're so it's a softness it's a kind of softness that I don't think I've ever experienced in a garment, honestly. You know, my uh, drawstring European linen trousers are a little bit like that too. Like so comfortable that I just want to hang out with myself. Sure, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And they're European. Keep that in mind. They're oh, European. they are so European. And you can get those kind. Of, you can get washable silk tops. You can get uh, fourteen karat gold jewelry and like all these accessories. Quince sells a lineup of timeless pieces that keep their customers looking effortlessly chic year after year. I'm not certain that I look chic, but certainly if I did, it's not going to take a lot of effort. I now look chic and I feel pretty great. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabric. It's all good as far as I can see. Is it my imagination or do they cut out the middleman? They cut out the middleman, Paula Poundstone. I love it when they cut out the middleman. That's the thing, they cut out the middleman. <laughs> That's fantastic. So be like me and Paula. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash nobody for free shipping on your order and a 365-day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash nobody to get free shipping and 365-day returns. Quince.com slash nobody. And honestly, I look fantastic. Paula, you won't be able to keep your hands off me. Oh, I can't wait. And don't <laughs> think that if you had to return something, don't think you're sending it to a middleman because they cut out the middleman. They man. cut out the middleman. That's quince.com slash nobody. And if you're going to do it anyway, use our code. <laughs> 
Nobody Listens to Paula Poundstone is brought to you in part by HelloFresh. HelloFresh makes cooking delicious meals at home a reality, regardless of your comfort level in the kitchen. From step-by-step recipes to pre-measured ingredients, you'll have everything you need to get dinner on the table in just about 30 minutes. Choose from 17 seasonal chef-curated recipes each week with plan options including calorie smart, vegetarian, and craft burgers. And add extra meals to your weekly order as well as yummy add-ons like garlic bread and cookie dough. Now, I have to say, they're stepping up their game. They didn't have garlic bread and cookie dough the last time, did they? I don't know if it was an add-on option or not, but that's great. And I don't remember Kraft Burgers, but I'm on board because my son is on a quest to find the best cheeseburger in Los Angeles. And I would like to be the one who makes it. Well, well yeah. here's your opportunity. Well, there, there it is. By the way, I, I noticed it. it. They do have pre-measured ingredients, but I'm realizing that may have been what slowed me down was my skepticism. Right. You uh, had to measure every- I measured the pre-measured ingredients. Sure that they, I did not. I yeah, just used Maybe it. that was a mistake. It works but, for me. Uh, man, it didn't matter. The food I had from them was delicious. It really is excellent. The produce, the meats, everything in it is just fantastic food. And the recipes really work. I've used some of those recipes, again, buying the ingredients myself. And the, the produce- um, comes with it, so you don't have to, you know, you don't have to go out and do guesswork. <clears throat> no, no, uh, no, Buying your produce, no, you and they use pretty much everything. I, I also no. had, um, I, I had a meal left over for the following day. You had leftovers. Um, I did, mm-hmm. and I found that when I ate it the following day, you know, the, uh, I like it when the ingredients spend some time together. Yes, when um, they commingle. Yeah, commingle. I As thought Ms. it was commingle. Would say. Oh, it could be commingle. I believe it is commingle. It's not commingle. I don't think it's commingle, and I don't think it's environs. It's environs. It's. I don't think it is. Environs. Environs. I think maybe. You think but it's environs? Environs. Environs. En- environs and commingle. Oh, yeah. yeah. Listen, I, I I don't have that that austere, gentrified yeah. Southern pronunciation. You're having a ta- hard time with your emphasis. My emphasis. Thank you, Mrs. Culpepper. All right, for 80% off, no, I'm sorry, for $80 off your first month of HelloFresh. 80% off? No, it's $80 oh, off, which sorry. is a lot, actually. Yeah, your first is. month of HelloFresh, go to HelloFresh.com slash Poundstone80 and enter Poundstone80. It's like receiving eight meals for free. Wow, I like that. Yeah, that's HelloFresh.com slash Poundstone80 and enter Poundstone80. <laughs> According to climate scientists, we have 10 years and 18 weeks until the Earth begins to become uninhabitable. Ah, very nice. Thank you, William. Uh, Paula, you're throwing one of your ping pong parties soon. I do so love your ping pong parties. Thank you so much. I'm a little bit nervous. you basically, basically, I've given the same party over 70 times, and I still get really nervous I would say it's beforehand. not even basically the same. It's, like, identical. It is. Yeah. It's as if, like, the guests never left. They're just still yeah. standing. I continue yes. conversations with party guests, <laughs> and I only see them at your ping pong parties. You know, one problem that I have is that when I get nervous, I can't remember names. And it could be somebody I know. It could be you. Like, I, I right. could go to introduce you to somebody and blank on your name. And I have a handful of guests that may have attended close to 70 of those parties uh, and and I might even forget their name. Wow. And I don't know how I should handle that. Well, we have someone who can help you handle that. Thank goodness. Remember Elaine Swan? She's a lifestyle and etiquette expert, the founder of the Swan School of Protocol, <laughs> and author of, quote, let crazy be crazy, then politely get what you want, get your point across, and gently put rude people in their place. Please welcome back returning champion Elaine Swan. <laughs> Elaine Swan. Hello. So much for being back. <laughs> Glad to be back. Now, Elaine, what should Paula do if she can't remember names at her own party? You should not 
try to fake it. Don't fake your way through it. Just admit, you know what? When I throw parties, I get nervous and it makes me forget people's names. And I know you've been here 70 times. Please tell me your name. I, and then I it's like a laugh. that honest approach. Yeah. You could do that. I think that's a good oh, idea. Yeah. I know honesty isn't in style right now. But, uh, <laughs> no, it's not in vogue. I, I like that's that. not the honest. example that we have right no, now. No, no, it isn't. But really, I, I really like isn't. that. I think that's a good yeah. idea, you know? Yeah. Okay, um, if you can do that, I will be impressed. Either that, or it could be like George Foreman and just call everyone George. <laughs> yeah, call everybody George. Yeah. yeah. Now I, you, um, you're, you're preparing well, to party. I, and, oh I think my Elaine gosh. can help you. We work like dogs getting ready f- for this party, and I always work up, end up working until the last minute. And sometimes when the first guests arrive, I'm not actually ready. If they offer to help, is it rude to put them to work? <laughs> well, <laughs> wow, I think you the answer know. is yes. Uh, just just oh, is it? Yeah. This, this much if laughing, they yes. Offer to help as yeah. a host or hostess or whatever. You know, it's best for you to say, no, no, that's all right. Just kick back and enjoy yourself. Yeah. You and know, then I, I mean, when, unless, when they see me like laboring duper, in right, front of right, them, unless they're that super duper close friend that you know they can really get things done and you can trust them, uh-huh. you know, in the your Problem she won't know their or name. what have you. Yeah. Oh. I was like, hey, you, you, do you want to help? <laughs> you're really not ready when the party starts. I know because yeah. I get there early because yeah. I've got these young kids. Yeah. So we're always thinking like, yeah. well, if we're going to... And two or three times I've asked those kids to help. (laughs) Nothing. Right. And they they will not until you learn their name. But Paula, Uh, the thing is, you're really supposed to be ready when your guests get there. Oh. You're not supposed to be Fuck you, Elaine. Is that rude? Is that rude? (laughs) Elaine, you were were so much more diplomatic your first time on the show. Yeah. I kind of like this Elaine better. You're really supposed to be ready. You're supposed to be ready. Yeah. You can't. You know what? And now I'm kind of starting to see that. So now you're you're blaming me. Yes. <laughs> you know, we start days before getting ready, you know, sort of gathering sure, things, stuff, right? Yeah. And usually at about uh, maybe 10 o'clock in the morning on right. the day of the party, which usually starts about five, right. I'll hear myself say, <laughs> we're pretty good for time, I think, which should be an enormous red flag. At this point, yeah. Yeah. You know what that means? That means the first 10 guests are pitching in. That's, That's right. what that means. <laughs> because like, you get there, and, and Paula will say, oh, by the way, I meant to have windows installed. There's just these holes in the wall. Can you yeah. fit those windows in the casements? Yeah, and it I don't is. see any. And I'll say, you know, over here, uh, we need some vacuuming. Right. If you could just help out with that. I meant to have a porch during this party. Do you yeah. mind building it? Yeah. <laughs> Does anybody have an extension cord or power tools? Yeah. I often say that. Yeah. Um, all right. Okay. So that's not. All right, moving, damn it! I was hoping you would say like she's oh, not sure. here. To, like she's, if they she's say an they'll help. In, in you some instances, hook. it can be a bonding moment. You know, where you haven't seen someone in a while. Maybe yeah. this is the only time you do see them is yeah. for this party, and you invite them in the kitchen. You kind of help out and that sort of thing. So yeah. the, it they can clock be. your shower for you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, I was thinking put on an apron and have them serve appetizers. That's what I was thinking. No. Well, you know, parking's a little rough around here. What do you say you valet for a while? Um, I'm hearing that you can't do that. Go, well, okay. Move on. Let's get All to your right. next party okay. concern. Paul oh, okay. This one. All right. So you know how you encounter people and say, what are you doing? What are you doing? Is it rude to ask someone what what they've been doing, especially if it's like a young person who might not have figured out what they're doing yet, like a young adult that might be living at their no, parents' house. No, that's not rude at all, especially for so? the young people. You yeah. never know what that moment can turn into. That can turn into a real teachable moment for you to try to help steer them in the correct path or what have you. And sometimes they need to talk to somebody other than their parents or, you know, other close family members that are kind of hounding them on what they're doing. So, yeah, ask them. What if it reminds them about how they're doing nothing with their lives? 
lives. Well, it, so don't do that, though. Instead, try to offer some sort of advice or direction mm-hmm. or what have you. you let's role play that. Paula, I'll be a teen at your party. Okay. Yeah. Um, hey, Adam, what, what have you been doing? Oh, really nothing. I, I, I can't find a job, and I, I'm just kind of feeling like I like useless. Um, so, so do you want to help set up the party? <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay, so so that's how you think it should go? <laughs> I think she was assuming that I would be talking to somebody with a little bit more going on no, than that. No, so I've been doing nothing. So my answer would be, well, what do you like to do? Is there something you like to do, Adam? Yeah, um, you know, trap animals. <laughs> wow. Well, are, do you have any recording engineer skills? Because... <laughs> <laughs> We've been looking for someone who both can do recording and has animals. Okay, I'll be there. Okay, I'll come. I'll come. I'll come record your show. All right. Well, okay. I think you're right. I yeah. Think, so I, use that opportunity aside. to kind of dig a little bit, and that's that's a great conversational skill too. The thing is to to when you talk to a person, especially when they're young like this. Ask them questions, and then you can, uh, you know, kind of pull more out of them. Listen to what they're saying, ask mm-hmm. questions, offer a little more information, but just really dig and 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 let them feel that, you know, a lot of times, especially when people don't know what to do in their lives and they're so young, they just need someone to kind of talk to and bounce some ideas off of. And if you're a creative person, you might be able to help steer them in the right direction or leave some, some plant some sort of seed for them yeah. to think about later on. I like that idea. Very yeah. nice. Yeah, that is a good idea. Okay, let's get to uh, you, you cursing like a sailor at the party. <laughs> Okay, I, 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 I don't know that it's anything like a sailor, but here's it's like, the thing. It's like Captain Culpepper. Yeah, I when I play ping pong, I curse. It's just part of, it's me. Yeah. and uh, I would say you. it also happens when you're not playing ping pong. <laughs> In my head, I'm always playing ping pong. How about that? Ah, that explains That's it all. That's what yes, it thank is. Thank you for all the yeah. um, So, uh, I, and I, see, I think that the idea that, you know, cursing is some, like, that there's bad words is just plain stupid. But anyways, I have a theory. <laughs> We're talking to an etiquette expert I have, and, and trying, to, trying to make her agree with you that cursing is always okay. I didn't say it was always okay. Okay, it's ping pong. Uh, uh, the philosophy I go with, uh, especially because there's people who've been coming for years. They they know me. They know what's there. Uh, it's not a mandatory party. You don't have to come. Right. I feel my house, my rules. No matter how many kids are there, you. This is I your just house. have decided after all these years to let myself be myself. So here's the thing. Yeah, yeah, I can In tell. Yeah, crazy be crazy. I do talk about how to deal with your family members on certain occasions, mm-hmm. right? And yeah. so you prepare yourself in advance, right? Yeah. So your guests should prepare their children in advance to say, now when we get there, Auntie Paula's going to use words that we should not use. And really, because it's your house. Yeah. And if you're inviting them over and this is what you do, um, then the folks should be kind of used to that. I, I so mean, you're on Paula's side with this I one. I would hope so. You, you know, here's the thing. Your guests should prepare themselves to know that this is who you are as an individual. Wow. Because I believe, and this is where I say you let crazy be crazy, you cannot change people. <laughs> Right, yeah. so no one's going to come in and try to change you and have no, you. I can't even change me in your it home. It takes so much energy, <laughs> right. to not curse. Yeah, that I just feel like well, oh then, please, then we have to accept you for the way you are. That's how I feel. Yeah. And I the accept other you thing the way is, you are. Yeah, honestly, I really, yeah. honestly, I taught my kids to say so many great words. <laughs> 
<laughs> well, you should you know, have Vivian started first grade this week, and <laughs> yeah, she's going in there with some vocabulary that her friends simply <laughs> she don't have. Don't have right. Yeah, I so think they honestly, might skip her a grade. so it's the guest who really should prepare themselves to say, "This is what this looks like." If I accept this invitation to this party. Okay. Yeah. Then this is what we're going to expect that's going to happen here. And so they kind of prepare their kids to kind of shuffle them in the other room because this is what it is. I, it, I, it, you can't, you can't. I'm there. not saying you're crazy. Yeah. I'm just saying you yeah. have. You're, you're just, just saying, saying that the crazy title "Let crazy, crazy Be Crazy" applies to her. <laughs> yeah. 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 Okay. Well, we're all a little bit. Yeah, we're all crazy, a little bit but, off um, kilter. All uh, this uh, are. Let's all move right. to the so end of the party. I'm really no, gratified no, to hear honestly, that. And, was, and really, I, I, I am being my honest. ping pong game. Yeah, yeah. It's okay, yeah, trying to, so hard to uh, be to re- somebody else. Restrain yourself, yeah. Um, so now let me ask you this. This comes from my my manager, uh, Captain Crinkle. Bonnie Burns. Um, I, I do not have this feeling at all. Um, well, I, I have had I, this feeling. I, I so. never want people to leave my party. I, when people leave, for me, I feel like Uncle Albert um, in Mary Poppins when everyone leaves the tea party on the ceiling and he gets sad and he cries on the floor. And he says, okay. people come visit me all the time and then they leave and it makes me so sad. And okay. that's how I feel. I that's, never. That's want a window people. into you. I never want people to leave. Yeah. But Bonnie, I, I would imagine my, that what it means manager, is that you're Bonnie. telling a story, and then and then people leave, and you're just telling it to the cats. Well, I can transition easily. But okay. what my manager Bonnie wants to know: What do you do when you want people to oh, leave your party? Well, I find that to be. I find that to be an important thing in my life because, uh, you know, my friends kind of think of me as a night owl, but now I'm a dad. So, like, you know, the party's, you know, around 1 a.m. often or 2. I'm thinking, really? We're still here? <laughs> <laughs> so, so, uh, what's okay. yeah, so there's a few things. So usually yeah. when people arrive, you know, they may have purses and bags and jackets or whatever, and you mm-hmm. kind of put that in another room. Yeah. So you start bringing those things out and oh. <laughs> and laying jackets on the inside. Okay, you know, you start setting those things and bringing them out of the room and laying them out or hanging them so that people can get them right and then if you have if you have music going loud you know music is loud everybody's going well you start to turn it down a little oh. bit right and oh. then the other thing you do is if the lights are low you start to turn them up higher make it brighter you know you uh-huh. turn on oh turn just, it so, up yeah you turn the lights on because yeah. that looks like things you know and then you start putting things away and then for those few people who are still there yeah. make them help <laughs> and this, and this happens. You make them yeah. help there's some you? people who do not get that message yeah. and you say all right, all right well, I'm going to turn in now. So, uh, <laughs> really? Yeah, yeah. You say, I'm going to go ahead and turn in now. I'm gonna, it's, it's been a long night. Thanks for coming. But here's you your coat. You just leave people yeah. in your living room yeah. with their coat? No, no. You tell them, it's, I'm going to go ahead and go to bed now. So here's your and, coat. And my friends will be like, thank yeah, you okay, for coming. we're just going to be around the piano a yeah, little while no, longer. No, thank you for coming this year, but I'm ready to shut this thing down. You tell no. them. Wow. Yeah. Okay. I have something really awful be to direct. confess. Yeah. I was at a friend's house one time. I, I wish I could say it wasn't all that recent but it was and um they called an uber for me <laughs> yeah <laughs> she said she said yeah i've called you an uber and by the way i don't even like uber yeah um, well but i i and then, she's, and then she said i'll walk you down <laughs> <laughs> i want to move to one other thing because a lot of us were talking about this when we were talking yesterday about having you on the show okay when you leave a party, mm-hmm. do you say goodbye to your host or do you pull what some people call the Irish goodbye and other people call the French goodbye? The French, I think, call it the French goodbye, which is you just leave the party. You just ghost. 
Oh, no, you should always say goodnight to your host. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, now, not everybody in France agrees with you. Okay, but we're here in America. So that is true. <laughs> so we're but what if we travel to the you. French Quarter? Today? By the way, Elaine just do. whipped out a map and a pointer. Yeah. <laughs> I got to say, if I'm throwing a big party, I kind of prefer... And this is why some people think it's the polite thing to do. I prefer not to have to say goodbye to 75 to 100 people. Well, only invite 20. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's one solution. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so I kind of appreciate it when sometimes somebody just kind of yeah, leaves. Well, you're not mm-hmm. going to have, not everyone is going to, because not everyone follows that particular protocol. But you think it's really but important proper, to yeah, say goodbye. Yeah, proper protocol would say to, would, you know, would dictate that you would say goodnight to the host and thank you. So we can just say tonight that Elaine Swan dislikes the French and the Irish. No, I think that's, that's not what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> Mrs. Elva, I'll be leaving you now. Oh, Mrs. Culpepper, please, please. Um. I believe you'll have my rep. <laughs> Here's your rep, Mrs. Culpepper. Here's a couple questions that are not party related. Okay, my manager and co-producer, Bonnie Burns, a.k.a. Captain Crinkle, kindly made us some homemade candy that was supposed to resemble Butterfingers. This is like last, last week last on the show, week. yeah. Um, and I know she went to a lot of trouble. In fact, there were some ingredients she bought twice. Uh, well, she bought them twice because her daughter wasn't home the night they were supposed to make them, and she ate all the ingredients. <laughs> but so, still, that's a lot of trouble. That is a lot of uh, trouble. It's a, she uh, went through trouble of but, eating a lot of chocolate and peanut butter. Even knowing how much trouble she went to, I took one bite right in front of her and said, these are awful. I did too. <laughs> Should I have handled it differently? And and keep in mind, I, I don't think it's her fault that they were awful. I think there's no way a home recipe could include the right chemicals to taste good like an original Butterfinger. And they really were awful. I mean, they, they were, were awful. Bad. They were bad. They were terrible. <laughs> Was it terrible. rude for us to tell her? Well, you know, something... <laughs> That probably wasn't the nicest thing to do. <laughs> yeah. You know, most especially Boy, because you she went through so much say trouble. Oh, especially <laughs> she went through so much trouble. She did go to a lot of trouble. Well, her yeah. daughter went to a lot of trouble. Yeah, yeah. it was hard to. No, I think so. Bonnie well, you went just, you know, you t- and anytime, whether, you know, someone, you just, you, you take one bite, you taste it. If you don't like it, you know, you can, instead of saying something about it, uh-huh. okay, don't lie and say it tasted good if it didn't, yeah. right? Yeah. So okay. you just say something to her about the gesture itself. So you think that while I was spitting it into a napkin, I should have said... Well, that was your first mistake. Boy, I was, and I was cramming my index in finger down to my throat. <laughs> you think I should have been like, oh, no, 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 no. Here's the tip, all right? Uh-huh. Whenever okay. you're trying something new, yeah. right, or different, you always take a smaller bite than you normally would. Oh, all that's right? So a this good way, idea. what oh, you I took do. A big bite yeah. of this no, piece of no shit. big not bites of anything. <laughs> <laughs> take a smaller bite of normal. Uh, so you always take small bites when you oh, eat, but even smaller. So you do a little taste test. Yeah. And then that way you can chew it quickly, swallow it, and be done. And then you're not. Gagged. You don't think look, she's even a nibble notice. is something you wouldn't want it to happen to you. Yeah, you don't think she's going to notice that there's like a big chocolate square with like some chipmunk teeth on the side of it. Like- <laughs> to, to be fair, we were doing a taste test on the show, and Bonnie herself said, "Wow, this is terrible." Uh, okay, well then, if she said that, then, uh, yeah. then, then, then yeah, we're all then just in agreement. Then, yeah, then, <laughs> <laughs> then we're just supporting her, right? Right, yeah. right exactly. Boy, yes. yeah, so sure Lezebnik's liked it, but that doesn't tell you anything. No, because yeah. Ken, Ken's son Ben Lezebnik was literally here eating mealworms the week before. <laughs> yeah, well, I ate the mealworms too. Well, like, hey, um, uh, can I offer you some food? No. <laughs> <laughs> 
But here's another important question. Okay, last one. If someone is doing me a favor by walking my dogs or sifting my litter boxes, someone like my assistant Wendell or my daughter, is it rude to ask that they do it the right way? No, it's not rude at all. Really? The, the, no, because what I hear you, if they're an assistant, then they work but for you. It, it does work for me, but it doesn't work for me 24 hours a day. And there are times where he does stuff that's sort of not on Above his, and beyond. Right. That's not really on his, uh, what's that word? You know what I mean? Job description. Job description. Right. Okay. And, uh, Which he doesn't have. Uh, n- n- no. But uh, there are times where he's just doing something to do me a favor. And my daughter, too. Sometimes she's just doing me a favor. But does that mean that they don't have to do it the right way? No, it does not. I, I think, think if they do you the always, favor, it's up to yeah, them to take the responsibility to do it the right to way. To do it the right way, yeah. But we should always approach things from a, a level of excellence. And so you should expect that. If someone's going to do something for you... I do expect it. Yeah, to excellence. I'm disappointed yeah. over and over again. <laughs> what yeah, do you think of Frontier Communications wrong. not giving Paula a straight answer about her $1,000? I think they are rude, yeah. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> See they, that, Frontier? They you get, pissed they off get, an they etiquette They get a dunce hat and they sit in the etiquette corner. Right. Right, with their little flip phones. All right, I have one more question, Elaine. Last Um, one. So I want Trump out of office, and I've made that very (laughs) clear publicly. He's a criminal and a danger to the world. Um, But what if one of my friends at the party is a Trump supporter? Would it be considered rude to shave points off their ping pong score for that? <laughs> so, so, no, you can't do that. Oh, I can't you do that? The, you cannot invite people to your home and then insult them. For their so, beliefs. Yeah. Oh, fuck. Yeah. Not yeah. For, yeah. Oh, that's but, tough. Yeah. Right. Well, that's, that's you know, it's, a, it's an honest answer. Yeah. I appreciate it. Well, thank you, Elaine, for politely keeping us from being rude. Paula, <laughs> given all this, what advice can you give our listeners about party etiquette? Hey, house band William Nakamura on the tuba. Uh, could you give me a little background music for my, uh, my uh, what do you call it? Party etiquette tips. Party etiquette tips. Thank you. Uh, perfect. Manners expert Elaine Swan, who is one of my favorite guests, seems to lean towards being honest. Don't bring your fucking kids to my house if you can't handle who I am. I mean, what more do you want from me? It's not like you have to help set up the party even if you're a young adult with no direction. If you eat any of my food, take small bites and pretend you like it. And make sure you say goodbye to me when you leave. Here's your code, I'm going to bed. If you sift the litter boxes, Put the sifter in the bathroom cabinet, not the sink. (laughs) Elaine Swan is the founder of the Swan School of Protocol and the author of Let Crazy Be Crazy. Thanks for being on our show, Elaine. That was fantastic. Thank you. (laughs) When we come back, we've got new theme song entries to share, as well as your descriptions of this here show. And the station wagon carrying the dysfunctional family in Ken Lezebnik's America is brimming with tension. That's coming up right after this. The cat of the week is Guppy. Fu- God damn it! <laughs> I thought it was Bonnie. Oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I got to explain to our listeners. I I yell at Bonnie for crinkling stuff all the time, and it's a running joke on this show. And this time it was our. Etiquette expert that I yelled, God damn you it. Yelled, God damn it. Oh my God. I am mortified. <laughs> Elaine Swan, I am so sorry. 
I you, think you can crinkle all you want, but Bonnie, don't get any ideas. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Give me that music thing again. The cat of the week is Guppy from Atlanta, Georgia. <laughs> Thank you, William Nakamura. By the way, you can catch William Nakamura as 20% of the Westwood Brass Quintet. Oh, nice. And you can catch him around in Westwood. You can catch him up in San Luis Obispo. You can hire him for your weddings. Go For your to- weddings? Yes. All right. So I'm already planning to get married multiple times just I so would, I can have I would have the, the quintet, quintet all five times. That and sounds fe- They'll feature a different member each time. That sounds good. All right. So uh, speaking of music, we've been having a contest for our theme song over the past year. And there have been some wonderful, wonderful entries. Right, Paul? I mean, just good stuff. Yeah. 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 Well, here's this week is no different. We are featuring a couple of new entries into our theme song contest, like this one from Mike Prather. He wrote an acapella version that caught our attention. Mike, take it away. Here comes Paula. No one listens to her. She has 14 cats, all of whom have fur. Adam Felber tries to tell her she's wrong, but she wears thick cottony briefs and not a thong. Paula <laughs> Poundstone, she's a genius. Adam Felber, well, he's got a penis. Nobody <laughs> listens to Paula Poundstone. Wow. Nobody Man. listens to her. Wow. Mike Prather, thank you thank so much. Thank you, Mike Prather. It's that nice was... to have something else that sets me apart on this show. <laughs> in, addition, in addition to being here, so is my penis. There you go. Fantastic, and thank you for adding that to the mix, Mike. Oh, gosh, that was great. Yeah, it really was fantastic. I, I, I like the cadence of it. It felt almost like a, a Christmas carol. Yeah, yeah. You know, just no, hear those sleigh bells ring. It was beautiful, and the lyrics are so meaningful and yeah, penetrating. They really were. <laughs> All right, also, Amy Oblinger, a musician in Columbus, Ohio, sent us this little ditty. Do your friends all refuse to take your excellent advice? When you tell jokes to folks, simply smile and say, that's nice. Is your friend Adam Felber the only contact in your phone? (laughs) Then you just might be Paula Poundstone. That was really great. You know, I have a suggestion for Amy. Yeah. Which is, that was such a great gospel number. What I would like her to do is hire a gospel choir and, you know, maybe maybe a band too, somebody with a Hammond B3 organ, and really record the hell out of that one. Do you mind, Amy? And you're asking well, you yourself, know, how could I afford it? I, I have a suggestion. Scott yeah. Franciscus 
has been paying for a lot of he really stuff been. for our show to the degree that Frontier Communications is simply relying on him uh, to pay for uh, You're Dame Scott Maggie Francisca's Smith. A lot of credit and for Scott paying Francisco's for stuff. has been paying for almost everything at this to show. To my knowledge, the only thing he paid for was his own victory bar of hotel soap that you sent past postage due. He paid the postage, and that was the beginning of our relationship. It was relationship the beginning and the end of that of, relationship. Uh, 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 he's my patron. He does uh, comment on patron. our Facebook page, so he contributes does in that he? way. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. so uh, I would just, if I were you, Amy, I might reach out to Scott Franciscus, who you can find on our Facebook page. But I have another idea. Adam has another idea. You could fund this gospel choir and band by selling on eBay what you are about to receive. Because Amy and Mike Prather, you both receive an autographed bar of hotel soap from Paula Poundstone. Congratulations. That's a that's a that's, a, that's an autographed bar of fresh hotel soap, Adam. It's so important to to use I that adjective. I don't think it is because... It's fresh hotel soap. Nobody thinks you're going to send them used hotel soap. Well, just to, uh, you know, quell any concerns. You know, somebody commented on our Twitter, uh, on one of our Twitter feeds this week, that one thing that you could do is you could unwrap the autographed hotel soap, frame the wrapper, and then use the hotel soap. Oh, boy. That's a... That's, a, that's somebody very efficiently thinking through yeah, it. That's a recycle, reuse person. All right. Uh, another way to win hotel soap, by the way, is to send us your description of the show because Paula is always looking for a way to describe our show during interviews because she's quite bad at it. I really am. I need a succinct and compelling description uh, because so often I'll, I'll be interviewed for like a newspaper thing or on the radio, and I just I, I say, "Oh yeah, I have a." They go, "What new projects do you have?" And I go, "Oh, I have a, a podcast. Uh, it's a, a funny uh, uh, podcast with uh, some." Information. We usually have information. We've had. You're uh, so good at showing us how bad you are. Do you at see that. what I'm saying? Yeah, no. It's, so it's I need awful. a a punchy. I need yeah. a short punchy description. Right, and we've had some good ones so far. And here's some new ones. Um, M E Tumulty. 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 M mm E -hmm. Tumulty, which could be a pen name. Uh, emailed us this quote: "Sometimes awkward, but always worth it." And M.E., let me tell you something. If you think it's awkward on the show, you, sh <laughs> you should hear what happens be while we're the, the, when we take breaks. I mean, what had just happened during the last break is going to have me cringing for the rest of my life. <laughs> because somebody said the word douse, I guess, and douse the fan. We're about to record again. Can I tell this on the air? I, well, I don't know. She can edit we, we it. Aren't on, that, we yeah. aren't on the air. We're, we aren't on the we're, air. We're, so, so, like, I said, and, and Paula says to me, Douse. You know what I think when I hear the word douse? <laughs> and instantly, without a heartbeat, as though it was welling up to the base of her soul, Bonnie, Cr Captain Crinkle Burns yells, A guy jerking off? <laughs> and in fact, nobody was Which thinking was that. Which was not what I was thinking. No, no. Uh, you were in thinking fact, of... what I was thinking was Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Yeah. Which is, I believe, uh, if you look it up in the dictionary, the opposite. Yeah, the opposite. It's, it's listed as an antonym. Off. Yeah. 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 Oh, my God. I, do, I don't know where that came from. Yeah. I, I don't so, want to know. So, 
Sometimes awkward, but always worth it. Doesn't begin to scratch the surface of right. what goes on in this studio. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, Frank Franklin Stone wrote, Adam tries and fails to control the flow of Paula's stream of consciousness. Wow, you had flow uh, and stream in there. Somebody calm down Bonnie Burns. Flow and stream. <laughs> A- Adam the broken Levy Felber. <laughs> He's not going to hold. <laughs> Poundstone's breaking through. Drove my Chevy to Adam Felber, but the... Yeah. Um, Jen Butterfield sent this somewhat lengthy sentence, and so, Jen, we did ask for succinct, but we're going to read it because we liked it. Nobody's favorite treat. Mindfuck Sunday, drizzled with educational coping mechanisms, expert sprinkles, whipped humor topping, and a balloon penis on top. Wow. Wow. Jen's working somewhat blue. And then... An optional continuation, <laughs> scooped by Paula Poundstone, overseen by Adam Felber, the manager, who's always there. And doused. Uh, <laughs> I don't think I can hear that word again. Erica Rex said we were one half shaggy dog stories, one half Adam trying to keep Paula from interrupting interesting guests. Wow, that, that, I think that's accurate. I don't know whether Paula will be saying that on the radio. Uh, 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 oh yeah, um, yeah, um, yeah. One half Shaggy Dogs. What does that mean, Shaggy Dogs? A Shaggy Dog story is a you know a long and um, questionably accurate story. Oh, isn't that right? Well, Captain Captain Culpepper used to tell a story. I I I'd like to begin it. It may take some time. No, 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 don't, Adam Mrs. Culpepper. Uh, uh, do I you wish- like my dress? I do, Mrs. Culpepper. <laughs> Thank am, you, Adam Felba. How did that puppet get in here? Gene <laughs> uh, Friedman wrote, Crazy cat lady relentlessly and mercilessly sucks every last drop of reason, dignity, and patience out of her cohort attempted wrangler who is on every episode. Wow, Gene, you managed to insult us both. <laughs> <laughs> that's quite impressive. I'm assuming that's what Gene described it as just before he clicked it off. Yeah. <laughs> Crazy cat lady, relentlessly. Every relentlessly. last drop of reason, dignity, and patience. Uh, I remember oh, no, these are great co- descriptions. The great thank descriptions. I, I have a feeling there's some hotel soaps, possibly postage due, coming your way, people. I want to thank, uh, again, Scott Franciscus. For paying that? Uh, for paying the He's postage on all to. of our soaps this year. Remember, if you've composed a theme song or have a description of the podcast, email it to us at nobodylistenstoballofpoundstone at gmail.com. You could win a bar of hotel soap autographed by Paula Poundstone. And speaking of hotel soap, Paula, you're going out on the road and gathering some soaps again, right? I am. I'm going to be all over the map this fall, but on New Year's Eve, I'll be in San Francisco at the Norse Theater. Wow. That is interesting because that's one place that the family in Ken Lizebnik's America has not visited. And I haven't heard them make plans for New Year's Eve in San Francisco, so... Well, they've been busy. They've crisscrossed America, often going to locations where I'll be performing, oddly enough. And they've had some misadventures. When they were in Los Angeles, for example, the family station wagon accidentally ran over a costume Batman. That's right. And, uh, and then they were pursued by Robin in the Batmobile. They managed to dodge Robin when young Timmy vomited all over him. They subsequently retrieved the family dog Spot, who was urinating on the Batmobile. But now trouble is brewing. Janice, uh, the matriarch, has accused Ken, the patriarch, of obsessing over a certain American comedian. That sounds like we're ready to cue this up. Let's start the road trip we call... Ken Lezebnik's America. Stop the car. Stop the care. Car. Stop the car. Stop the call. Like a like a blackbird's call. Is is somebody calling? Car. Car. 
She's saying ka, Dad. Even I, with my mysterious accent that lands somewhere between Long Island and Fenway Park, can understand her. Oh, oh, stop the car. But, but I rarely stop the car. You're stopping it now because I've had it with your obsessions. Wow, heavy foot on the brake there, Dad. I'm a little upset. Your mother has falsely accused me of having a fixation with beloved American comedian Paula Poundstone. See, there you go. Beloved. By who? Who beloves her? Many Americans. I I don't have some weird mania. Well, Daddy, you are planning on driving all night from Nashville on September 20th, where she's performing at the Tennessee Performing Arts Center, to Vacaville, California, where she's at the Vacaville Performing Arts Theater September 21st. It's an 8 p.m. showtime in Vacaville. Tickets are just $47, and you can call 707-469-4013 to get them. I I know, I know. I've been on the line. The point is you were going to drive us all night from Nashville to Vacaville without stopping. Yeah, Pops, that's a drive of 2,303 miles and it takes 34 hours. It is objectively impossible to do this and yet remains your plan. I was going to go fast. He's lost his mind, kids. Janice, don't upset them. I'm not upset. Insanity in this family is quite familiar. I'm a little upset. My parents are on the verge of separating. Look, look, Janice, I'm not obsessed with Paula Poundstone. I just like her writing. Writing? What the fuck? I thought she was a stand-up. She is, but her book, The Totally Unscientific Study of the Search for Human Happiness, is hilarious. And and one of the five finalists for the Thurber Prize. It's available on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, at IndieBound, and her website. Jesus. So now she's Tolstoy, too. Next, you're going to tell me she's a clothing designer or some such shit. Well, actually, there is this remarkably soft tri-poly blend t-shirt she sells. Tri-poly? What the fuck? There's no such thing. She's a con artist with that tri-poly shit. No, no, no. She's, she's talked about how comfortable it is, especially with her nipple injury. What? Nipple? You're on intimate terms with her nipple? Uh, Just the left one. Kids, out of the car. Nipple talk isn't for children. Get out of the car and do what? Go play. There's some rusty oil derricks and abandoned mine shafts. That looks like fun. Oh, great. And maybe there's a couple of hobos camped out who will share a can of beans with us, too. Let's go, Nelly. Come on, Spot. You'll protect us from the hobos. God help us if you eat beans, Timmy. Remember, I sit downrange from you in this car. Ah, uh, technically there is no downrange in a car. Janice, you were going to give me an Irish goodbye and just disappear without a word? It's not really rude, and it's called a French goodbye. Janice, maybe it's just the pressure of being pursued by a vengeful Robin in the iconic Batmobile. I, I've just longed for the release of laughter. What's with the nipple shit? She she tweeted about that. That's how I know. So she's a tweeter, too. She's like a media giant. I just can't compete. Oh, Janice, if this was a contest, you'd always come in first place. Never an honorary winner. I don't know. Don't I give you some laughs? We've had some grins, haven't we? Oh, sure we have. We've been doused with laughter. And and we will in the future. (laughs) I promise you, the new year will be different. In fact, we could launch it New Year's Eve in San Francisco. Mommy, Daddy, Timmy and I were playing by the oil derricks and there was a hobo and he offered us beans he was cooking on a campfire and Timmy ate them and then he started farting like nobody's business. Well, there's nothing new about that. But then Timmy started running around crop dusting like he was an airplane (laughs) and he was farting and running and farting and running and farting and running and then he fell down a well and he's down there and he's farting. (laughs) Quick, Spot, Timmy's down the well. Run and get help. (laughs) The dog? 
Run where? And tell who? How? Spot will find an EMV somewhere and lead them back here. Meanwhile, we have to get Timmy out of that well. Come on, family. We can do this. Rummy, rum, rummy. Join us next week as this American family desperately tries to free their little son from the depths of a well. Timmy, are you down there? Uh, That's him, all right. That's next week on Ken Lizebnik's America, brought to you by Range Hands Pork and Beans. If it's in a can and it says Range Hands, you've been handed a quality bean. Side effects may include nausea, gastric distress, projectile vomiting, extended flatulence, and strangely colored bowel movements. If flatus continues for more than four hours continuously, see a doctor immediately. On this day in unremarkable history, Eleanor Roosevelt said, Behind every great man, there's a... Um, um, I can't remember how that expression goes. Can you, Franklin? Can you remember? Macho man to the top rope. The flying elbow. The cover. We've got a new champion. We're here with macho man Randy Savage after his big win to become the new world champion. What are you going to do now, match? I'm going to go listen to the newest episode of the Tights and Fights podcast. Oh, yeah. Tell us more about this podcast. It's the podcast of power. Too sweet to be sour. Funky like a monkey. Woke discussions, man. And jokes about wrestlers' fashion choices. Myself excluded. Yeah. I can't wait to listen. Neither can I. You can find it Thursdays on Maximum Fun. Oh, yeah. Dig it. Hi, I'm Joe Firestone. I'm Manolo Moreno. And we're the hosts of Dr. Game Show, which is a podcast where we play games submitted by listeners, regardless of quality or content, with in-studio guests and callers from all over the world. And you can win a custom magnet. A custom magnet. Subscribe now to make sure you get our next episode. What's an example of a game, Manolo? Pokemon or medication. How do you play that? You have to guess if something's a Pokemon name or a medication. Medication. First-time listener, if you want to listen to episode highlights and also know how to participate follow dr game show on facebook instagram and twitter we'd love to hear yeah, from you it's really fun for the whole family we'll be every other wednesday starting march 13th and we're coming to max fun snorlax pokemon yes nice welcome back all you nobodies hey paula uh, this is the part of the show where I ask if you have any messages this week for the fans listening to Nobody Listens to Paula Poundstone. You know I do. You do. I have a simple sample dialogue oh. to help our listeners know how to talk to their friends and loved ones about listening to Nobody Listens to Paula Poundstone. Well, there's a fresh idea. Which will help expand our audience. Okay. Here it is. Try this. Okay. Listener's teacher, Martine. What an extraordinary job you did on your oral report on Moldova. I like how you brought in a box of Fruit Loops to show that the Moldovan national dish Mama Liga tastes nothing like Fruit Loops. I also liked the part about how the Moldovan people's sense of humor changes from month to month. It was so informative. Thank you, Martine. I've noticed that your grades have really been coming up in all subjects. You are now one of the top students in your fifth grade class. Do you mind me asking what brought about this change? Listener. Well, Mrs. Bramson, I wasn't sure how to tell you, but I've been listening to Nobody Listens to Paula Poundstone, the comedy podcast where you might learn something. 
And I guess I have. Listener's teacher. Don't they say fuck on that show? <laughs> Do your parents know you listen? Listener. Of course my parents know I listen. Get real, Mrs. Bramson. My parents don't care about the word fuck. They care about science, love, justice, and reason. They care about the movie Sound of Music. Fuck is just a word. It means copulate, but that's not generally the user's intended meaning. Besides, no one would have a problem if people yelled copulate when they got hurt or were trying to make a point. Oh, Jesus. Listener's teacher. You know, Martine, I have to follow the school rules, of course, but I feel the exact same way. It's just an exclamation. Listener, the powers that be in education have remained importunate on the use of the word fuck to the detriment of truly important issues. Listener's teacher, Martine, your vocabulary has grown at an impressive rate. Is that a result of listening to nobody listens to Paula Poundstone as well? Listener, I believe it is. Listener's teacher, I'm going to have to start listening too. Wow. Um, that's quite a dialogue, Paula. Um, yeah, so do you see? I do. How? Not only do I see, I want to say that this time, there's there's two reasons why I think I like it so much. For one, it is completely plausible that somebody who is a devoted fan of our show would know all the things that little Martine in this in this dialogue knows. Yeah, Martine so, had just never known how to share it and with it his ma- teacher before. It makes sense she might do a... Do a well, a report, an oral report on Moldova. And, Precisely. And, and it would cover all the things that we covered. So that's, I think, reason number one why I think I like it for once this week. And I think reason number two is that um, after Bonnie Burns's, uh, for want of a better word, <laughs> ejaculation earlier, <laughs> I anything would serve as a palate cleanser. I just... I just want to put distance between myself and, and Bonnie's, Bonnie yelling that. Yeah. A guy jerking off. Yeah. Yeah. Which is almost nobody's free association for the word douse. No. Most people, when they hear the word douse, they think Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Be that as it may, I think uh. we can all agree that, like, if we were playing Family Feud mm-hmm. and our host, be it, you know, uh, who is it, Louis... Uh, Harvey. Uh, Steve Harvey nowadays, uh, says, um, we talked to a hundred people and said the word douse to them. And got their responses. Your answer, Bonnie Burns, is a guy jerking off. <laughs> Survey says. My prediction is you get <laughs> right away. But it didn't happen there. It happened here. And I'll now we're what. stuck with that I'll for the rest of our what. days. As soon as she said a guy jerking off, Richard Dawson rolled over in his grave. Right. <laughs> Why didn't we have that on my show, he thought. <laughs> oh man! So in any case, thank you, thank you for 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 putting uh, Bonnie Burns's uh, um, um, yeah kind kind of looks like small potatoes. Yeah, when you yeah, line simple it up. sample dialogue's looking better and better every yeah. week. When you line it up with Bonnie's stream of consciousness. <laughs> oh my God! She didn't. I, I gotta tell our listeners. She didn't mimed it <laughs> to show us why. Douse would remind her yeah. of that. Which is why I think when we stream on Facebook, it's going to really take it, off. Yeah, or end us completely. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my Lord. All right, I'm going to go get a mental scrub brush. Anyway, nobody's, <laughs> remember that our email address is nobody listens to Paula Poundstone at gmail.com. And you can find me and Adam on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And you can find my remarkably soft tri-polyblend t-shirt with a self-portrait on the left breast and a memorable quote on the back at paulapoundstone.com. 
it's remarkably soft. All right. Yes, you can. <laughs> All right. That's our show. Thanks again to this week's sponsor, HelloFresh. Again, for $80 off your first month of HelloFresh, write this down, people. Go to HelloFresh.com slash Poundstone80 and enter Poundstone80. I promise you will not be disappointed. Nobody listens to Paula Poundstone is hosted by Paula Poundstone and yours truly, Adam Felber. Produced by Paula Poundstone, Adam Felber, Bonnie, Captain Crinkle, Captain Dowsing Burns, Ken Lozevnik, and Tony Anita Hull. Technical direction by Ray Horseman and mixing by Anthony Alfaro. Special thanks to tonight's house band, William Nakamura. And thanks again to our guest, Elaine Swan. This week's security muscle was provided by Ryan Gabranetti. Transcription services for the show are provided by Transcribe Me for your special Paula Poundstone discount. Use code Paula Poundstone when placing your order at transcribeme.com. That's our show for tonight. Won't somebody please listen to me? Douse. <laughs> I mean, it, it's the kind of thing that a third grader who's heard too much about sex from the high school kids might think might happen in such a scenario. You know what I mean? I think she's beginning to decline. <laughs> it's quite possible. It's my fear. It's my fear. She's negotiating my deals, you know. <laughs> <laughs> By negotiating your deals, yeah. you mean sunsetting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What? Bless my homeland forever. Douse my homeland forever. <laughs> MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.